Oh, perfect hamster music. This is not a football podcast. Keelan's going to share a hamster video with us, which doesn't really play on a podcast. It's a hamster video, and podcast is an audio medium. Didn't think this through. But we are enjoying the audio stylings of royalty-free Rocky Top. (laughs) Royalty-free Rocky Top. We love it. This week's episode of Not A Football Podcast is brought to you by HomeSweetHome2.me. Do you ever wish that you were on old Rocky Top out in the Tennessee hills? Are you tired of smoggy smoke and telephone bills? And of course, there's your old love from Rocky Top. Wild as a mink, but sweet as soda pop. Do you still dream about that? Let us take your wardrobe back to Rocky Top, Tennessee at homesweethome2.me. Homesweethome2.me. Homesweethome2.me, presenting episode eight of Not a Football Podcast. As we know that the Tennessee Volunteers are still, um, well, they're still in a, a bit of a pickle because um, they have Georgia in their division and they have the SEC West to worry about. And the SEC West is very interesting as we go into this week. Um, only one of the three contenders is playing, but there are three contenders. One of them, our previous sponsor, LaneSecret.com, led uh, Ole Miss uh, after suffering their first loss at LSU. Um, they now go to Texas A&M this week. We're, we're recording later in the week than we usually do. Keelan's here, Britt's here. I'm Jesse. Um, I might have said that already. It's Thursday as, as we record this. So stuff is already happening um, in this in this week of college football. Into we are dead into week eight already. This is week eight, right? Now this is week nine. This is week nine that we're going into. Nine. This is yes. episode eight. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> we're. We are behind on, on coverage. We were a little a little because well, episode zero came after week zero and okay, right. so the math is there. Alabama's seven and one, four and one in the conference. LSU, six and two, four and one in the conference. Ole Miss is seven and one, uh, three and one in the conference. So Ole Miss still has the uh, the four um, conference games left. This is going to be uh, a fascinating run. And this is like the most interesting thing to me in this college football season is is how this sec west plays out especially because it is going to wind up with um especially after lsu and alabama play each other uh, next week um some form of meaningful iron and or egg bowl and um when that happens thanksgiving is just better and I've spent like three minutes talking slash um, playing Rocky Top, uh, listening to Ali's read. So um, I, I will let you guys talk. <laughs> uh, I it, For once in my life, no, not very much not for once in my life, but I'll be generous and say that. I'm actually like really pleased that none of my teams are involved in any of this. I, <laughs> I could just sit back and drink my way through Georgia grinding the gators into a fine paste and just think about the hilarity of the potential for like i don't know 
like a chaotic Auburn spoiler iron ball when suddenly uh, Alabama like, oh, really needs to win. And Auburn decides, you know what? What if I just ruin your day a little? Is it uh, likely? I, no. But is the potential there? Yes. Auburn is an agent of chaos is always on the table. I do have an important but unrelated question, um, which is, are you guys seeing audio lines on your recording screen? Because I am not. And uh, I am concerned yeah. that we are not actually recording. I'm seeing it on mine. Okay. Yes. It froze for a second for me. All right. But then we play it. on. Um, <laughs> yes, the the cocktail party. Uh, what a what a party it will be at the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. They they do play at the Jags. That's the same stadium, right? It is. It is. Uh, so why the fact that there could theoretically be more than one in Jacksonville, Florida, is a little horrifying. Actually, the more I think about it, I guess it is. Uh, but they. The, the Gator Bowl no longer exists. Was the Gator Bowl a stadium or was the Gator Bowl just a game played at the Jaguar Stadium? How is the Gator does the Gator Bowl go back? Does the Gator Bowl predate the Jaguars? It does by quite a bit, yes, but it has my recollection is that it has pretty much always been played um, in Jacksonville. There was a place in Jacksonville that was the Gator Bowl. It briefly, so so yes. Much the, like there was the Liberty Bowl in, in Memphis, right? Yes, the, the Gator Bowl was a thing in Jacksonville, uh, is a thing no longer. And then the Gator Bowl as an entity was also a thing independent of the location. But Jacksonville is not the part of Florida nor nor is Gainesville. Uh, That's not or or do Gators range more to the north than I imagine? They do and they don't. I mean, the you are correct in that it is not typically what you would think of as being a Gator territory. Gators tend obviously tend to be more central South Florida. So, mm-hmm. so Gainesville, I, Gainesville is fine. Gainesville is like maybe kind of on the edge, but Gainesville is central enough that it's in some of that weird Central Florida, like Central Florida. East, central east west not central north south florida is a weird like inland estuary lots of lakes and are we talking weird... about actual gators or like yeah literally yeah. okay okay, okay i was like instance. i thought we were yeah. talking about florida gator fans and i was like okay so although the, <laughs> but the you gator... are also correct keelan because uh the you know jacksonville and the panhandle does <laughs> Obviously, tend to skew more Florida State. Yeah, I, I'm surprised I there's not a Florida Black Bears team, or maybe there is, and I don't know about that. Oh, there. Hold on, there is. There is. Hold on. The cutest bear. The cutest okay, bear. Okay, so well, while we go for that, the Gator Bowl, according, we'll we'll do one of our classic Wikipedia reads. Uh, the Gator Bowl is an annual college football bowl game held in Jacksonville, Florida, operated by Gator Bowl Sports. It has been held continuously since 1946, making it the sixth oldest college bowl 
as well as the first one ever televised nationally. I did not know that. The game was originally played at Gator Bowl Stadium through the December 1993 game. The December 1994 game was played at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium in Gainesville after the namesake stadium was demolished to make way for a replacement venue, Jacksonville Municipal Stadium. That venue, now known as Randy Macho Man Savage International Airport Field, a non-international airport field. Um, no, it's now known as whatever the corporate sponsor is, blah, blah, blah. Uh, toasted the Gator Bowl since the January 1996 game, which means that there was um, no 1995 Gator Bowl. Can we claim that we are the 1995 Gator Bowl champions, just the three of us as a group? Can we stake a... Yeah. Claim to that. Uh, it's legal. I want to. I mean, why not, right? But I feel like my my laptop is uh, on the struggle bus this week. But we're we're also looking for um, we're, we're still looking for on the hunt for black bears here. Yeah. Okay. So the the black bear I was thinking of it's the UCF mascot, not the. I thought there was. No. I can't find anyone, but there was Wait, UCS uh, mascot is a they have a bear. They have I a, they a have, cute. Because I have that home field UCF sweatshirt that has the little uh, um, the green guy who's like the great gazoo, but not really <laughs> a citronaut. Citronaut. I didn't know they ever <laughs> used a, a bear. They they did briefly have a nitro bear. Nitro bear. Nitro bear. What is this? Oh. I just need to Google nitro bear. Let's see. Little nitro, the world's hottest gummy bear. $8 on Amazon.com. What? Ridiculously spicy gummy bear. 9 million Scoville units. What is a Scoville unit? The heat. That's like the how hot something is like whenever like peppers, different peppers are somewhere on the skull. The yeah. Limit. The, the heat ranking. Also, also the, I'm, I love the technicality of there not being a 1995 gator ball. Yeah. Like it's such, it's, it's such a rules lawyering. Like, well, <laughs> There was one 366 days prior to that, but there was not one technically in calendar year 1995. It's that very, uh, very leap year. Uh, my birthday is February 29th. Mine is not. I was not even born in a leap year, but that that kind of mentality. I, ha- I had going a, out uh, on your 84th birthday and like demanding that they card you because you're 21. Right. right. I had. A- I had a substitute teacher when I was growing up, who was the substitute teacher everyone dreaded, whose birthday was on leap year, leap day. Um, And he was so deeply weird about it. And it was like, he told us that fact about himself. I think every time he came into our class, I'm like, it's a small town. We all knew the guy. Like everybody knew who the substitute teacher was. And he had like the weirdest conversations about it. And I admit that it probably did uh, paint a negative picture of people who were born on leap day unfairly because the rest of them, I'm sure many of you are lovely, uh, but he was not one of them. He was just weird. It's the one thing I remember about my dad's boss when I was a very little kid was that he was uh, 
he he was like I I think he was turning twenty uh, when I was a, a young kid. Uh, in addition to your dad's boss was turning twenty. Oh, sorry, Lulu. Well, yeah. he was oh. he was celebrating twentieth birthday. I, so confused tonight. How I learned about leap years? Yeah, you can um, tell it's Thursday night because I'm like <laughs> Gator fans. So twenty. <laughs> Nitro bear, um, also, so the, the world's hottest gummy bear is $8. That gets you, um, one gummy bear, um, further down this list of Google shopping ads, boner bears for him, a 10 pack, $79.99. So same price, either, um, world's hottest gummy bear or world's hottest gummy bear. <laughs> oh my God. Is that our new ad to replace Lane's secret? Absolutely uh, it not. might be. It might be. <laughs> oh, what were we even talking about? I don't even know how, how we derailed this so thoroughly. Florida and uh, black bears. Florida and black bears, but prior to that, uh, Alabama. Panthers. Auburn, Egg Bowl, Iron Bowl. Those are all things. Those are all things. The, the internal geography of, of uh, northern Florida and yeah, the, wildlife therein. That, the, yeah, the, the habitat uh, displacement in Florida wetlands. So Gainesville to Tallahassee is not as far of a thing as I previously thought, although I think Tallahassee is further west than I, um, I mean, it's not imagine close, it to be. But it's not like horrible. Also, I just channeled my grandmother as I said that. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I, if you, if you were not aware by the way that he said horrible, my grandmother's from Philadelphia. <laughs> horrible. So we've got that. Um, yeah, Florida. Uh, Florida has many football teams in it, and uh, are any of them good? Miami um, certainly isn't. They, no, no, none of them are good. They lose to Duke, and we just, you know, kind of shrug it off as um, a thing that is happening. Um, but, the, the, the funniest thing about the geography of Florida football teams, though, actually, yeah. is if you, if you plot them on a map, I don't know if you've ever done this, but it's very funny. If you plot where, like, University of Central Florida, University of Southern Florida, or South mm-hmm. Florida, University of North Florida... And University of Florida and Florida State are on a map. They're in a circle like this big. The, the definition of those ge- geographies are uh, well. South Florida is in Tampa, and Central Florida is in Orlando, and those are those are an hour an apart. hour drive. <laughs> yeah. Um, like if you go to Detroit Tigers spring training, I recommend it. I recommend that if you do Florida spring training and you do like a western team um set yourself up in lakeland there's uh right off of i4 there's a hotel that when i was there it was a holiday inn um there's a waffle house right there you you don't even have to um for one thing like you get yourself some beers at the gas station across the street um you have yourself a nice time um and then you can have your drunk waffle house and walk back to your hotel and then you're in Lakeland, so you've got the Tigers there, and that's a beautiful facility. And then, um, you know, Orlando's close. 
and Tampa's close, and you're right there. It all works. And- I, uh, well, uh, I you've got spring training last year, and it was very fun. I saw them in the in the Blue Jays. If you're going to do experience. Florida spring training, the trick is definitely to do the like general Tampa area because mm-hmm. it's so stupidly spread out otherwise. But if you're in sort of that general area, you can do Lakeland, Bradenton, Sarasota, Tampa, all pretty easily. Clearwater, yeah. if you really want to, like. You can uh, clear Clearwater and Dunedin are their own special things. That they are indeed, yes, for any number that's, of reasons. <laughs> that's a thing that I would like. That's that's you know to bring this back to football. Um, use those spring training stadiums, and you know, they play all these stupid ass bowl games like the Pinstripe Bowl, which I'm going to have to decide whether or not I'm actually going to go to as part of a bit for this show. Good lord. Um, you guys want to go to the pinstripe bowl? You want to come to New York? Yes. All right. You can stay here. What is it? Right. The pinstripe bowl? Yeah. The bowl game at Yankee Stadium? A football bowl game. They that they play, other... they play oh, it every yes. year. I've, oh, I have yes. no idea about this. It's usually oh my God, like, it, it's ACC Big I Ten. Oh, it I was, was about to say, I was like, who plays it no, usually? It is, ACC it is Big deeply, Ten. That's why yes. you'll see during the baseball season, you'll see ACC and Big Ten ads at Yankee Stadium. It is a deeply terrible game. Also because Uniformly. Yankee Stadium is in the heart of Big Ten country, as we all know. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> and ACC country, as we know that Syracuse is New York's team. That was disappointing last week. Was that last week? Yeah, Feels like it a was. Long time ago. It does feel like a long time ago, but it was last they week. Got they got fucked. They, they, they had it for a minute there. They really yeah. did. But the the roughing the pet the the late hit out of bounds and then the non late hit out of bounds uh, that turned the game and then the fact that Syracuse isn't very good but I really didn't enjoy seeing Dabo happy. No, I, look if you enjoy seeing him happy, then you need to really like look inside yourself and mm-hmm. evaluate your your humanity and your position in the universe. But no, and I do think it just it sort of speaks to the broader issue of like what is roughing the passer. What is a late hit out of bounds? Who can say, really? Like, no one knows. It's just, <laughs> they're penalties that should exist because they're better for the safety of the players, and that's important. But no one knows what they are. There's no consistency. Yeah. It's, it's the same issue with the targeting, that, like, you, you have this very good idea that needs to be implemented that, like, look, some of those hits are just not acceptable and have to be penalized appropriately. But again, it's very, it's this very existential, like, but what is the meaning of life kind of question about like, well, does that count or not? What is the meaning of life? Uh, the meaning of life is having Tom Brady get sacked and not having roughing the passer called. <laughs> yeah. That team stinks and it's delightful. Yeah. <laughs> We, the way, we do the way your face lit up in spite, Keelan. Yeah. <laughs> I will say on this, I was commenting earlier on this broadcast that like, I don't care for Tom Brady that much, but also I'm like, how is this whole broad? I mean, it happens every time. This whole broadcast is just like, Tom Brady, let's like psychologically examine him and he hasn't been good. And I'm like, he's 45. Let this man be old. <laughs> Or for football. He's not old, but for football. Like, just shut up. I'm so sick of hearing about him. I wish he would have just hey, what retired. Broadcast? 
the, um, the the unretiring was a spectacular, uh, poorly played maneuver on his part. I think. Yes, it's made him lose his family, and I had to hear Al Michaels say, "Juices." So, Ugh. yeah, it was unsettling. Caught me off guard. Yeah, we need to add that to the list of words you just don't want to hear said out loud sometimes. Because unless it is it, again singular and about the dog, right? Oh, it's it's the pluraling <laughs> that causes the problem. I think. Yeah. yeah. Juices. Yeah. Can't can't do it. Competitive juices. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Uh, we we should talk about this other thing that's on the because uh, I I don't think we need to really relive last week too much. It's way back in the past now. We're looking forward to this weekend of games, um, a, a week in which UNC and Illinois currently uh, enter leading divisions, uh, possibly on their way to conference championship games. Um, that would be North Carolina and. Illinois. Um, the Big Ten West is... It's all Iowa. It's Iowa all the way down, isn't it? Yeah. There's uh, nothing like, but Iowa. No, it's the whole thing about like there's a little mess and everything. There's apparently a little Iowa in the entire conference. <laughs> at, at a minimum, that entire portion of it. <laughs> Did God. they consent to that? Ugh. <sighs> Well, that's a problem was, really was more like in the Iowa Big Ten East is where they have <laughs> issues with consent. Oh, God. Um, okay, but so maybe Urban Mayor really is perfect for Nebraska then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> always comes home. It always comes home. We were talking about Illinois being in the lead. That's how interesting Illinois is. Brett. <laughs> is it I, I never can actually remember is it brett or bert i want to say brett is right because i always want to call him bert and i'm wrong um i i, I lose the plot where who are we talking about the coach of the illinois football brett football oh yeah brett 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 <laughs> not bert no i thought you were calling brett Bert at first. No, Brett, I know that she's it's not Bert. Time to change. With one T. That's what screws you up. That's why I want it to be Bert. Right. Brett. Brett. Also, um, I'm sure that it has been in the New York Daily News at one time or another as Bert because, um, you know, God, God love him, Dick Weiss. Uh, one of the, the great college sports journalists, reporters of, you know, the 20th century and into this one um especially basketball he's you know hoops wise he's a palester hall of famer he's one of the best ever in college hoops um but he not not a speller <laughs> um <laughs> not not a speller um well, you know so i spelling like, maybe english language is really more of a suggestion than anything at this point anyway so yeah so i i would get like you know just that was like these thousands of word double trucks uh, about college football every week that would be, and I would like, and they'd be in InDesign. So like you couldn't go, whatever, but just the, 
Jackson Pollock of Red Ink <laughs> that I would return to the layout editor um, from from Dick's uh, pieces was oh, good. Um, but always, you know, always a great read, but just like the spelling was just not there. Look, we have the technology to get around that now. That's a... Yeah, we do. And, and speaking of technology, um, I should have something to say here. Speaking of technology, LSU um, has some kinds of technology that yeah. enable them to uh, be national title contenders with two losses right now. Seriously, if they win out, they will be the national champions. Look at and Brian I think Kelly. We need to consider that. And I, I'm sorry that Grace isn't here. Um, we'll get to continue talking about it next week because uh, LSU is not going to lose this week to open date. Um, <laughs> they're not going to get their third loss of the season that way. But yeah, they've got Bama at home. Um, they've got at Arkansas. Always, you know, difficult but winnable. Um, UAB at home at Texas A&M. Um, <laughs> think, you know, uh, uh, there's not a lot of people that you want to see Brian Kelly give the work, uh, but Jimbo's there, and that'll oh, be also part Jimbo of that fun right Thanksgiving weekend. Extra special there too. Can you imagine that Brian Kelly giving Jimbo the the final nail in the coffin. Hopefully, figuratively. Wow, God, it would be funny. Um, then they then they get Georgia or Tennessee in the SEC title game, and they win that. They're in the playoffs, and then you know you win the playoffs. You win that. LSU is at a point where they can win seven straight games and be national champions. I mean, so can anybody, but it's weird with the uh, six and two LSU team that we were all laughing at. Um, a matter yeah. of weeks ago, and and I'm fearful of that because of the way that um, laughing at something and then um, having it come back to bite you squarely in the ass um, is such a feature of sports fandom. Well, and it's not just that, oh, yeah, if they win seven straight games, like, yeah, they can make it work. It's that that path feels fairly plausible, like you go through that list and you're like, yeah, okay. Like some of those are hard, like beating Georgia or Tennessee or whoever else they come up against in that sort of tail end is not going to be easy. And they there be- is always the opportunity for an A&M like trap game scenario. Mm-hmm. Like that, I, I it wouldn't totally shock me, but it also yeah, when you lay it out like that, you're like, okay, like that doesn't, it's it's not one of those, uh, well, if everyone on the roster just hits 350 for the next four weeks, like it's not one of those statistically possible, but highly implausible kind of scenario. Yeah. I mean, of the regular season games, Bama's the big one. It's at home. Like that gives them the chance. I, I think Bama's better than them. Bama has Bryce Young, who will be off a of bye week. They should be favored in that game, but that's winnable for LSU. Right. I don't know. Right. That's... Now, uh, and this is the thing. In most years, I would 
never think that it is even remotely likely that it's that Alabama would lose a game that is a winnable game for someone else. That is not how they roll. That is like those that doesn't exist. But that's this, what the Tennessee year, game was. Yeah, exactly. Like up is up is down, left is right. Uh, you know, it's at many points in recent history, I would absolutely have said, yeah, okay, maybe possible, but almost definitely not going to happen. And it, it's still probably almost definitely not going to happen on some level, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel impossible. And Bama does not feel unbeatable in a way that they often are. Let me throw this out there for you as a just a, a scenario before we move on to our, our vibes picks for the week. Alabama is off this week. They go to LSU. They lose a tough game at LSU. They come back the next week. They go to Ole Miss. Ole Miss will be coming off a bye. Mm. Maybe Ole Miss gets him. Maybe Lane pulls one out. Damn. Imagine three loss Alabama going into the Iron Bowl. That's wild. Then maybe they lose that. That is an Auburn agent of chaos scenario. I feel like you're looking at four loss Alabama. I mean, it's been what, like 14 years? At least at least 14 years, maybe more. It's not gonna happen, but it's not ludicrous to talk about and that that's to me that's Alabama slipping as far as like oh yeah Miami lost to Duke huh that's interesting right right and it's, I mean fast. on some level I guess it's a testament to how good they have been that yeah. like the fact that you can even conceive of them losing a handful of games is like wow that blooms really off the rose but it is, it is a huge downgrade for them in the grand scheme of things. Like I was watching something um, before this god awful Virginia Tech NC State game during pregame. They were talking about because the you know the playoff the first round of official playoff rankings are this week or this coming week, and they were talking about Bama being kind of on the outside looking in. One of the guys had Bama as like six, which they should be. They should be right. Like that's not an, that's not an absurd spot to have them, but like just the idea that Bama is not a guaranteed like three or better in that is bizarre world. It does open up a whole lot of possibilities um, and, and maybe it's just that this is the time of year when we get to be looking at possibilities and feeling like, Ooh, anything can happen before it winds up being, um, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan state, uh, Ohio state and, um, Michigan state. Jeez. That would be interesting. Well, not interesting so much as, um, some manner of tragedies happening to make it possible for Michigan state to get into the playoff. Um, a lot of bus crashes. Jeez. Uh, Ohio State and Clemson. Like, it's, you know, we, we get back to that in, like, two weeks. Everything will be back to normal. But, you know, now's the time of opportunity. Halloween. And Everyone can dress up as a title contender, even to <laughs> Los LSU. 
I, the other, I will say sort of the other flip side of that is that there have definitely been years when even in week eight, nine, it's that you still didn't feel like it was even worth wasting your time, like contemplating these other scenarios. Well, we have uh, some scenarios of our own to contemplate now. Uh, we went one and three last week, uh, only Boston College and their blatant point shaving at Wake Forest as they failed to cover a 21-point spread uh, saved us from a, a winless week. So we lost about nine bucks. Uh, we're down to $82.08. Keelan, you've set the goal for us to get back over 100 Hundo. this week. Um, I believe. We have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six games to choose from, but one of them we're going to knock out immediately because it's Ohio State at Penn State. Um, I mm. think, you know, much much like both of those schools, we should just look the other way. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Bad vibes all around those two schools. <laughs> yeah, they're both not Both of whom insist on putting the V in front of their, uh, their name. So fuck them. Um, <laughs> Do we feel like getting back on the Boston College uh, train? Because this week, uh, Boston College is at UConn. I have no idea what the spread is. Um, the last meeting of these teams was at Fenway Park in 2017. Again, football in baseball stadiums. And that's what I wanted to get to is um, go back to that point about Dunedin and Clearwater and all those things. We need to get like, in, instead of these stupid bowl games up here, let everybody go down there and do like a mini spring break. And like, you know, play bowl games in those, you're only drawing like 10,000 people to watch, you know, Rutgers play against the Iowa State anyway. Like nobody actually wants to see that happen. So let it happen in Dunedin. Everybody gets a nice, you know, December vacation down to Florida instead of Detroit or Birmingham. Um, although, you know, those cities whatever um i guess that they do lose out on the revenue from having the shitty bowl games in them but that all seems like a total grift anyway so uh let's give the grift to the home of grift florida <laughs> let grift go back to its uh natural habitat yeah uh so let's let's check in on this uh boston college yukon spread So they they last uh, they last played in 2017. Uh, BC won 39 to 16. Um, UConn has never beaten BC. Um, it's 6-0 since 2000 when UConn wow. returned to football. Um, but this is only the second time that they've played in East Hartford. The previous meeting being in 2003 when BC won 24 to 14. In this case. Um, UConn is off a bye. The Eagles are in their second straight road game, or I don't know if they were on the road. Wherever they were last week, they got destroyed by Wake Forest, but they they come in uh, not off a bye, um, and they are obviously shaving points because they are uh, dirty, dirty Boston College. Um, the spread is a mere uh, Boston College by seven and a half, which makes me think that they're going to blow them out um so I, I i don't even know what to think now i don't know what to make of of these bc boys bc boys 
Oh, also, UConn hasn't beaten a Power 5 team since 2016. Uh, but that was also a home game against an ACC team of um, bros uh, from Virginia. Yeah, I feel like we should go with Boston College. Yeah. That's me. We want to shake it up. All right. Boston College it is. Yeah. We think that, we think that they turn on the juice this week and actually play some freaking football. Performance juices. The the corn song too also has um, the the it's corn kid. There's juice involved there, and that um, it's corn. Using uh, maybe that's of... why I find that whole thing a little unsettling. <laughs> maybe it, it's got the juice. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Use lumps with knobs as a multiplication practice tonight. Really got the job done though. So uh, <laughs> shout out to. Shout out to It's Corn as we select Boston College. Um, we, we do have more Virginia to talk about. Um, and they are playing against uh, the aforementioned Miami Hurricanes. Losers to Duke. Uh, Miami is favored. Miami, Virginia spread would be a good thing to have Googled before this. Uh, the spread is Miami by two and a half. I don't feel good saying Virginia, but I really don't feel good saying Miami. And if the spread's only two and a half. Miami, a road favorite for some reason. Virginia, fuck it. (laughs) I love a good fuck it answer. (laughs) We are betting on Boston College and Virginia. Uh, and we move on to um, Iowa is a double-digit home favorite against Northwestern. Oh, my oh that's God. interesting. Can Iowa beat a team by double digits? That, that, can Iowa score double digits? Like I, Against Northwestern, which I don't think is going to be trying to do anything. Like, yeah, I yeah. feel like this is a game that can end in single digits. Like right, this could be seven to two. Right, Iowa winning, perfectly plausible. That I don't have a problem with. Iowa winning by two scores feels optimistic, and that is and that is far more of an insult to Iowa than it is uh, a compliment to Northwestern. Yeah, Keelan, you're you're on the ground in the the greater <laughs> northwestern area. What what are the vibes surrounding the uh, shitty Wildcats? I mean, oh, well, I'm more focused on Iowa, but I think Northwestern's one of those teams where it's like, uh, it's Northwestern. You don't, it's kind of a, again, one of those like Midwestern Ivies, so you don't expect much out of them. But then against Iowa, I feel like all bets are off. And to Britt's point, Iowa's only scored, they've only had like, Let's see how many two touchdown games. One, two, I think that's it. I think they've only had two games where they've scored two touchdowns or more this year. (laughs) So, 
They're favored by 11 points. I don't... So, so at a minimum, a touchdown and a two-point two conversion plus the field goal. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah double digits they've had. Four, they have to win, like, at least 14 to 3 or somehow... Uh... Uh, then you're asking them to score. Like if they give up a touchdown, yeah, then they have they, to they've get got to eighteen. A, they've got to have three possessions where they get points on the board. Then, so yeah, I feel like asking a lot. Yeah. All right. So I think we like Northwestern here. <laughs> I mean, like is a strong word, but well, we we tolerate Northwestern here. <laughs> yeah. my, my goodness, the I parlay mean... that we are um, <laughs> just... assembling. It's tough. They're both they're both stinky. Yeah. All right. We we have a we have some good games to wrap up here with. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say this is an assortment of really terrible football so far. Oh no, I, I spoke too soon. Stink uh, zone. Mizzou, we we uh saw them last week uh get a three point home win against Vanderbilt. Um, they are heading to Columbia, South Carolina, um, where when I assembled this document, they were six point underdogs. Let's, let's check the spread now. Spread Mizzou, South Carolina, um, Mizzou plus four. The spread has gone down. How? How are people betting on Mizzou and making that spread go down? Two points since the beginning of the week. Like, the Cardinals aren't in the playoffs, they all just really have nothing better to do in Missouri? Like, what is happening? (laughs) They um, revealed a new uniform combo for Uh Saturday's game. (laughs) That's a loss. Uh, Cursed. South Carolina there. Um, Okay, so right now we have... BC, Virginia, Northwestern, and South Carolina. Good. Um, God help us all. <laughs> that that leaves us with uh, one game. If we want to throw out one of those, if we want to throw out one of those, um, <laughs> you think the balls are two TDs better than Kentucky? Two TDs. It could be. I just like jam out to this. I have, I seriously do have a playlist of seventeen different rock and tops on Spotify. I will link it in the show notes. It'll probably be pretty short because it's Thursday night already. I'll get this turned around so you can hear it. How are we feeling though? First of all, are there any of those games that we want to back out of? BC, Virginia, Northwestern, South Carolina. Any of those that the vibes don't strike us right? I mean, they're all awful. Like, <laughs> Do we want to scrap those and just try again with better better matchups? What, what games do we like this week? Do we like the Tennessee game? Do we want to watch the Tennessee game? I think we do. I, I mean, I never Tennessee want to, like want to watch a Tennessee game. That's just... <laughs> I like all the 
It's a lot of checkerboard going on in that game. Blue and white, orange and white. This is more Rocky Top that I've listened to in my entire life voluntarily. I want that to be known. Sorry about that. <laughs> and yet at the same time... Not that sorry. That's sorry. I love it. I jam- I seriously do. <laughs> Um, I feel like right, I'm, Kentucky, I'm Kentucky, Tennessee. To Tom Petty next week, just to balance the force. Please do. Um, <laughs> I feel like Tennessee and Kentucky remind me of Ole Miss in LSU of last weekend. A little bit. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. They have. I mean, down. Kentucky's five and two. Tennessee's seven and zero. Oh, so I. That's the dangerous feeling, you know. So that's my chaos. Got some chaos theory going on here, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard not to. After seeing Tennessee beat Alabama, it's like I don't know. It yeah. would be extremely Tennessee to beat Alabama and then lose to Kentucky, though. <laughs> It would. Like on, a, on a long-term spiritual level, it would just be like, yeah, no, that feels right. Like that. You're like, we can't beat other mountain folk. <laughs> right. Here's the other thing. Tennessee plays Georgia next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, Kentucky's a trap game for them in the best of times, even though, you know, it's there. there's heat there. There's heat and there's juice for Kentucky, Tennessee, it, it, whenever they meet, you know, border robbery, all that checkerboard anger and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, also, like, this is one of those, those where it feels like the SEC is a meat grinder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm with you, Kellen. At least I, I don't know if Kentucky I'm, beats them. What's the spread? 12 and a half. Hmm. I mean, we might have cursed it by talking about it. Now. No, but I. Can, the more I think about it, the more I can easily see a scenario where maybe Tennessee still wins, but they don't cover. Yeah, like I mean, that's the primetime game, um, seven o'clock Eastern. Um, so they're they're gonna under the lights at Neyland. Um I can see that. I can see it going either way, but I. I think, yeah, it just. It's a more compelling matchup to sort of. I um, want to watch that game and root for it to be close. So I want to take the points. Screw it. Let's go. Personally, I think that's that's my personal opinion. Um, All right. So let's take Kentucky. Who do we want to take off the board? Or do we want to do a five-team parlay? Get real weird. With all of these games that we hate so much. Oh my God, God, right. God. What was I doing? The, well, the... <laughs> Trolling the bottom of the vibe barrel. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm good with just going with five. All right. Like, I, I'm not attached to any of the other ones either, though. But there's not one that leaps out at me. It's like, yeah, we don't want to touch this. Yeah, that was Ohio State, Penn State. I don't right. Know yeah, we that. already we we cleared that deck already. That's an interesting game that I don't even want to watch, and it's Pretty not much. even that interesting. 
it's interesting and like a very dark commentary on humanity kind of way. Yeah. In a football <laughs> way, I don't yeah. think Penn State's any good. Yeah, no, not as much. So, But this has been good. We should probably wrap it up. Unless you want to hear Rocky Top one more time. I I could say sincerely, I have never in my life wanted to hear Rocky Top a single time, much less. <laughs> Not a football times. podcast is brought to you by Home Sweet Home Two dot me. <laughs> home Sweet Home Two dot me. I'm Jesse, Keelan, Britt. Thank you guys so much, and see you next time.